0: Hey! What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggie Station. This man has a nickname, always a lot to say with no shame. Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segolin here. You're listening to Seggie Station Podcast. I'm coming in solo today. I got some solo smoke. Definitely want to cover some topics across the sports world. But definitely need to touch on justice for George Floyd, accountability. Not only in our court system, but for law enforcement. Going forward, I think this could be steps for meaningful change for all people. Equality, um, holding people accountable. A lot of the things you're seeing from the sports world in regards to the reaction of the verdict, I think are important. Um, I think it's also important to remember this isn't a time for celebration. Uh, George Floyd, the rest of his family is grieving. Obviously, this could help their healing process, but it doesn't change the fact that He's not here. Um, I think a lot of people lose sight of that when people lose people along the way in their lives. Um, It affects them differently, and I've always been trying to bring that to the forefront on my podcast as a guy who's gone through a lot of tragedy and loss, and I think it's just important to keep his family um, in your thoughts and prayers, obviously really relieved to see the verdict and clearly the right thing to do. Um, it was the first time in a long time where the black community can cease putting some trust back in the not only the court system, um, but hopefully going forward where we can get away from these incidents and make more of a precedent going forward where these situations happen, that those verdicts are the norm. I think Steve Nash, head coach of the Nets, said it perfectly I think you can take a lot from athletes the sports world and their reaction to this incident not only from the beginning but their reaction to the verdict and educating yourself getting some of that awareness going forward I think can only help for meaningful change in society for us all um incredibly happy to hear the news on the verdict of George Floyd but still the strength that comes from tragedy it's okay to not be okay and clearly His family is still not okay Um, losing one of their loved ones senselessly. Um, We just need to keep that in mind. Plenty to get to in the sports world today. Right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Segi Straight Talk. Microphone, it's always direct. Time to reflect, as always. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast. Um, You can always check out what I'm doing on my Instagram or Twitter page, at SegiStation. You can always listen to or... Check out the podcast on my Twitch stream, it's underscore segi underscore g, live version of there. Also still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. You can always listen to the podcast there. Definitely have to start on some comments of the verdict. Talked about it plenty of times here on my podcast. Um, I think Stan Van Gundy, mentioned him slightly in the reads, says it best for me in his statement in which I will play for you now. I just want to say, couldn't agree with Stan Van Gundy's comments more, we need meaningful change. We need to use this as a platform to move forward and make this precedent. I saw just before coming on my podcast that Monday afternoon, a, I believe, yep, 16-year-old girl was killed by a police officer in Ohio, Uh, according to reports, a girl named... Makia Bryant has been killed by a police officer in Columbus, Ohio on Monday afternoon. Body cam footage shows an officer firing four rounds at Makia as he approaches the teen, who seems to be in a fight with two other individuals. Makia was taken to hospital in critical condition and died shortly there. After our thoughts and prayers are obviously with her family. Deontay Wright, last week. um, You know, these incidents happen more than people know of because now it's brought up in this new era of what we saw with george floyd more often than not and it should be brought up every single time and there should be no reason that just because you have a badge that you should be allowed to unlawfully kill another human being and i think regardless of the color of your skin for you not to feel that way um is mind-boggling to me. I'll never understand what it's like for the African-American community, obviously. But I still think you can put yourself in other people's shoes and maybe at least try and understand where they're coming from. And if you do that, uh, I don't think it takes a 9-minute and 20-second video taken by a 17-year-old girl, I think I read up on, by the way, um, for us to realize... That what happened to George Floyd, what happened to Deontay Wright, what happened to this individual yesterday afternoon, is not right. It's wrong. And you should be held accountable for those actions. Punished properly by the law, through our court system, in this country. And we should not be losing sight of that. I feel like over the past year we have. I feel like over the past year... You can think of it being a decade with the election that went on, politics meshing with sports, everyone having an opinion on not only politics, but sports and how people are reacting to not only the social justice movement in sports, but the election in sports, voting, all the things that went on with not only that, the pandemic, global pandemic, once in a lifetime unprecedented situation, all in the same year as Not only these topics that I just talked about, but George Floyd. And unlawful killings of individuals that have clearly impacted the sports world. I mean, I think the NBA has taken the forefront and really the lead in this category. But I've seen the MLB with a statement, the NHL with a statement. NFL clearly behind the ball with the whole situation with Colin Kaepernick. But on June 5th, 2020, and I saw the recording today, they at least apologized. The NFL's made plenty of statements in which they're in that same lane as the NBA. I think most professional leagues, I think most people that look around and want to be treated Want people to be treated as they are treated. Want equality for all people. I think look around and say yep. um, Makes absolute. Makes absolute perfect sense to me. You're never going to have. 100% buy in on anything. Just not possible. With this many people. With this many people thinking. Individually. Whatever they want to think. But I think. Getting closer to that point of us all realizing that no matter who you are, what color skin, whatever it is, unlawfully being killed um, by whoever it is, recklessly, is just punishable by, by law. And, you know, it was honestly wild for me to see. I was watching, obviously, as everybody. Uh, the 4 minute and 30 second video of the judge in that Minneapolis court office. Basically reading off Derek Shavin's found guilty on all counts. Second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter by a jury Tuesday. 12 men and women for his role in the murder of George Floyd's death last May outside of a local convenience store. It was caught on video. We all know the story. And sentencing will be taking place in a few weeks. But I think with these other situations coming up now, yesterday, last week, and Deontay Wright, um, are we able to see more individuals being held accountable for these actions? Um, I think that's the next step. I think this is a great step. Um, I think it's also important to mention this, uh, Myron Metcalf, uh, with a statement today, uh, basically talking about what Chewie and I spoke upon on the last podcast. I, I, I'm driving here downtown, right? And I'm on the highway, and I'm next to a state trooper. And I'm, we're both stuck in traffic, right? We're both trying to get ready. He's to my left, I'm on, on the right. We kind of glance at one another. And I can see the tension in this space, and I'm sure you can see it in mine, because this is 10 minutes before the verdict. And we're all going downtown trying to figure out what are we going to see, you know, like what's going to happen. And if it's not guilty, are we ready for that? Like, to me, honestly, uh, that jury, I think, saved the city. If it were not guilty, and I'm being honest here, I don't think Minnesota would have ever recovered from whatever came next. Like, I think that would be the end of any hope. To, to you know, create this brighter future that we've all been talking about, I think the not guilty verdict would have broken this city permanently. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Broken this city permanently. Listen to the gravity of those words. Much more. It's crazy to think about how things could be so much different if. Let's be quite frank here. What we've seen in the past, police officers given the benefit of the doubt, police officers not held accountable for their actions, what the reaction, not only across the sports world, but in the state of Minneapolis, across the entire country would have been. um, It's, you know, I'm just speechless. I think a lot of people would be. Um, and I hope that this can take a lot of people to a place where we can take meaningful steps going forward. Obviously the tragedy, um, was a catalyst for the sports world and social justice movement in 2020, um, and continues to do so in 2021 and going forward, uh, incredible, incredible story to follow in the sports world, um. Lots of stuff to follow in the sports world as well. Did my spiel there, and I'll cover some of the sports here. So I touched on it on the way out of the podcast last week with the whole FIFA idea of a super team, a super league. Um, How this was going to go, what things were going to go from here. Uh, I read it was like a $6 billion Maybe more, I don't know. I tried to do some of the research on this. I'm not as big of a hot, uh, soccer guy as I am sports guy, but I try and cover all sports. Uh, this thing's going up in flames pretty quick. As of Tuesday, it's confirmed that Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea will begin the process of pulling out of the proposed European Super League, all clubs confirmed Tuesday. It began trickling in last night as the Dominoes became... To fall with Chelsea basically making the announcement. Inter Milan. I mean, it went from twelve teams Super League to twenty teams Super League to six seven teams withdrawing, pulling out of the Super League two days later, after a absolute fire dumpster fire of reactions from obviously FIFA, soccer fans, uh, everyone involved in not only, uh, FIFA and the UEF or whatever they're calling it. Uh, but I think the sports world in general, I have talked about this in the NCAA breaking off. I've talked about hearing other people say, Oh, well, what happens if we got rid of, you know, three or four of the worst teams in every league and make the sport better? I think what happened here was, As much money as these people thought they could have made in their own Super League. As much money as they could have potentially made breaking off. You make plenty of money where you're at. You have the opportunity to play for the actual organization in a professional league. Uh, This isn't the NCAA. This isn't amateurism. This isn't not playing players. This is different. I don't think... Anybody would expect anything different if four or five NFL or six NFL teams tr- try to create their own league or six NBA teams try to create their own league? Would Adam Silver, would Roger Goodell have them participating in the NFL playoff format? No. The NBA playoff format playing tournament coming up in three, three and a half weeks? No. So clearly, a lot of these teams didn't really think about how FIFA would react to them coming out and making this announcement. How the fans would react in them making this announcement. And quite frankly, it got to a point where there was no way they were going to go through with this. There was literally no way they were going to go through with this and this is going to go down in flames quicker than it even came up in the sports world. The NFL draft is eight days away. I talked about it last time on the pod as well. Uh, the rumors, the who's trading, who's taking who, mock draft, 6.0s, whatever you want to get into, it's all a bunch of nonsense for me. Um, I can sit here and tell you who I think is going to be the best, who I think each team is going to take. It's a total crapshoot. The, the draft is particularly now without the combine – Two and three pro days. People trying to say Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Football doesn't define him. He could be good without football. People slandering Justin Fields. People rising Mac Jones. People talking about which. It's it's all it's all a crapshoot. What it comes down to is eight days from now, when at seven. 30, 8 o'clock, they begin the NFL draft, and this year it's live in Cleveland. Um, not as virtual, not as pandemic-ridden is the NFL draft this season held in Cleveland, Ohio. They start saying who is picked. Fans start reacting to not only who is picked, but where that player goes. That to me is what should be talked about when it comes to the draft. I think it's funny when people obviously going through this process, it's part of it, but trying to say things about any of these guys just to rise or drop their draft stock is just nonsense to me. And it's one of, The most talked about things in the sports world, the NFL, the NFL draft, the NFL offseason. But I think what I've learned to, like, and I like making predictions. I like coming in and giving some bold takes. But I think if I had talked about the NFL draft for the last month, I could say 7,000 different things that really, in all reality, don't even matter. I mean, the only people that this actually stuff matters to are the 32 people that are making these decisions for these organizations. Yeah, I'm sure they're listening to some of the stuff, probably shouldn't be, but idealistically they're not, and they're making their own decision, and they will be held accountable for the decision they decide to make, i.e. the Philadelphia Eagles drafting Jalen Rieger ahead of Justin Jefferson, drafting white Whiteside ahead of Metcalf. Decisions like that. Decisions like the Giants drafting Andrew Thomas over Tristan Wirfs. The decisions of drafting Josh Rosen over Lamar Jackson, Whatever it is. I mean, it's just nonstop. You just have to wait for it to play out. Obviously pumped for the NFL draft eight days away. Um, but definitely going to wait and see how this plays out. A lot of rumors on teams moving up, teams moving out, quarterbacks going high. Uh skill position draft I mean it's it's gonna be must watch and it'll be interesting to see how some of these teams shake out from a draft that is expected just eight days from now with everything else going on uh, in the sports world obviously with the announcement of the verdict and real quickly before I take my break uh, I had in my post today as well yesterday was uh, 420 uh, April 20th Happy holidays to all my listeners and friends out there. Um, I think it's very interesting to see where we're at with this whole what is weed to people? Um I think nobody should be in prison for weed. Like that it's just getting ridiculous to me. Um you can go by in Connecticut where I'm at. Drive across the border into Mass, drive across the border into New York now, head up a dispensary, drive back to the state, chill. Why? Why is it that in 16 states, I believe now, and I covered this, I think, last time on the pod, uh, it's all cool, fine, and dandy uh, to have weed, smoke weed, grow weed municipally, recreationally, whatever. But in the rest, it's not. In South Carolina, where I used to go to school, where I've been clipped for marijuana, like I'm talking flakes of marijuana, they bring you straight to jail. I mean, there ain't no, there ain't nothing. There is no, oh man, oh no, sorry, you got meth, you're going to jail. It's like, what? Uh, So many more people smoke weed than you think then you know, like, to see where weed is at not only in the sports world, not only thinking about my neighbor that I used to chill and burn with, 75 year old man, you know, burning for 50 years, I'm like, what, this dude burns, like, that's part of it, man. I think people have this perception that marijuana is like meth, crack, cocaine, right? Oh, it's a drug. I've got been on my mom, God rest her soul, on this so many times. My mom's been on me so many times about this. I go back to when I was high school, whatever. My parents, oh, you're doing drugs, blah, blah, blah. To me, marijuana is not a drug. Like... It's linked into the drugs category, right? Like, oh, oh. But in 2021, marijuana's not a drug. If in Massachusetts, which I've done before, you could walk up in a store with your license, check out a menu, and purchase up to whatever the amounts are and walk the fuck out, get in your car, and drive home with police officers all over the place. I don't understand how if I get pulled over in Connecticut and my car smells like marijuana, I'm in trouble. I personally don't understand that. That makes zero sense to me. And in this era of let's make things a little bit, I would say, common sense driven. Like to me, it's just common sense That marijuana should be legal. That sports gambling should be legal if you're above the age of 21 in America. Like, this whole where you're at in which particular state you're at is what is allowed to be happening and not happening I think creates a lot of this divide amongst all of us. Where it's like we're all in the same place. Right? We all do and hopefully have the same reaction to something that happened ten th- thousands of miles from where I'm at. My boy Raj out in L.A., about as far away as you can get from me, he's out there living it up, burning it up, no problem. So I can go out there and it's cool, but here it's not. And I'm looked at as a bad person and cuz I smoke a joint of my neighbor or smoke a bong of my friend or whatever the hell I decide to do with marijuana makes me a freaking drug addict makes me uh I didn't, like I just don't get that. <laughs> I'll never understand that. Uh You know, my injury, I, I've seen it plenty of times, man, just Everything going on, oh, yeah, dude, it's not good to be smoking weed when you're depressed, tragic, and gone through tragedy, anxiety, blah, blah. Like, Bro, I don't want to hear that. Like, if I wasn't able to burn, I'm not sure I'd be able to have the strength to be where I'm at now, which is still doing semi-okay. From everything that's happened to me personally. I just, I'm always going to feel that way about Mary Jane, marijuana, weed, bud, whatever you want to call it. But let's just be real here. In 2021, like, acting like we can't talk about that. Acting like it's, like, bad to be saying marijuana and weed and, oh, shit, you're smoking a J. Like, dude, who the fuck cares? Like, dude got in his car after drinking 30 beers and killed somebody. Like, has anybody ever done that, smoking a J? No, I don't think so. I really, genuinely don't think so, and to me, that's that's part of the issue. Like, I can go out. I'm 21, whatever, 26 years old. Can go to the local bar, get fucking hammered, and get in my car and drive home. Like, I'll take, I'll be two drinks for me because I don't drink, but shit, I'll be hammered as fuck. I can get in my car and drive home, but I can't smoke a J and drive a car. Like, it's this whole disconnect for me with a lot of different things in so many areas. And I'm like, dude, I'm. I'm trying to explain something, and this other person is just way off base. I'm like, yo, you're just missing a point here. Like, Let's just let's just keep it on track, and maybe we'll be able to get to what I'm trying to explain to you. Wylan. Take a quick break. I got some reads. Uh, I got some NBA to touch on. Steph Curry's been out of his mind. Knicks on a now seven-game win streak. Heard LaMelo Ball is expected to return, and James Harden is not expected to return anytime soon. Be right back in the Seg Station. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seg Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout out to rescue not to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in a household, but love a companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this, get yourself a little pet friend like mine at your local animal. shut their pound of nursery. Saved their life and they're just my saviors. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Tampa Bay Bucks are re-signing backup quarterback Ryan Griffin. QB two is back and ready to assist, holding up drunk Tom Brady if they win the Super Bowl. Seahawks new defensive end Alden Smith is wanted by Louisiana police for an alleged second-degree battery on April seventeenth. Smith signed with Seattle on April fifteenth after spending last season with the Dallas Cowboys. Deshaun Watson has denied allegations of sexual assault and misconduct. A filing from his legal team, Watson team also requesting a jury trial. We'll be hearing more on that to come. Mentioned Lamella Ball cleared to return to individual basketball activities and reports could have him back on the team in 7-10 to 10 days. Brad Stevens was offered a 7-year, $7 million contract to become the next head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. Per Adrian Wojnarowski, he turned that down. Joe Buck will be the guest host on Jeopardy! episodes will to air later this summer as Aaron Rodgers just finished up his two-week guest host on Jeopardy! stint. Shout out to A-Rod. Man who accused Aaron Donald of assaulting him has since apologized. Pacers center Miles Turner out indefinitely. MRI reveals partial tear in his right foot. Scottie Pippen's oldest son, Antron, died this past Sunday. He was 33. Quote, a kind heart and beautiful soul gone way too soon. I love you, son. Rest easy until we meet again. Scottie Pippen's son suffered from chronic asthma. Thoughts and prayers to the Pippen family. Gonzaga freshman Jalen Suggs has announced he is declaring for the upcoming 2021 NBA draft. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin agreed to a three-year extension that keeps him as head coach through 2024 with the team. Chesapeake Arena terminates. Naming rights agreement with the Thunder. The arena name will remain until a new partner is found. The Thunder are currently on an 11-game losing streak. Love to see it. Don't love to see this. Finally, Kobe Bryant and Nike's partnership has reportedly ended after Kobe's estate didn't renew the deal, according to HT Complex. End of an era. It's another situation where it doesn't even seem real that Kobe Bryant is not here. Uh... It's one of those, I find myself doing this a lot of the time, just looking up at the sky, looking wherever I'm looking, and just in awe that I'm here without certain people. Um, Wild to me. Tune back in. Nick Seglin here, Sega Station Podcast. Appreciate all the love and support for the podcast, as always. Got a few more solo rips to get into in the NBA. A couple other sports stories to touch on. Sun's out, it's pretty warm, I uh, got the day off today, was told it was supposed to be a washout, but clearly being a weatherman is the best job in the world, because it ain't raining at all, uh, sun's out, sun's ablazing. so rather than, was planning on coming and doing the podcast a little later in the afternoon if it's going to rain, but uh, figured I'd fire it up early so I can spend some time with my pup outside, she loves to do that, and she's over in her little hole right now, yep, there she is. If you're watching on the Twitch, you're able to see that. I need to take my quick break and grab a drink. Oh, man, dude. Steph Curry. All right, I'm back. Steph Curry's been out of his mind. Uh, I owe this man a serious apology. Uh, Some of the stats on this, dude, are ridiculous. Uh, I do enjoy this real quick before I start the timer about doing the podcast scene because I like like making predictions. I like uh, talking sports. I like uh being right but there's a lot of times I'm wrong and I was certainly wrong about my take on Steph Curry heading back to the beginning of this season where I said I don't know if Steph Curry is the type of dude that can just carry his team you know what he's doing right now carrying his team uh Steph Curry is out of his mind uh, on another planet uh absolutely ridiculous uh I think there's no doubt about it that nobody can really argue this is not the greatest shooting we've ever seen in the NBA I mean this is crazy what this dude is doing He's made 72 threes in his last 10 games. Uh, That's the most in NBA history. He's the only player to make 70-plus threes in a 10-game span. He's the first player since Wilt to average 40 points on 50% field goal, shooting through a 10-game span in a calendar month. He has 21 games with 10-plus made threes, six this season, four in his last five games. The rest of the NBA has 5 in their careers. Uh just let that sink in for a second. I saw Steve Kerr's quote, "I've seen Kobe Bryant early in his career have a stretch where he went nuts." Steve Stephen Curry just passed Kobe Bryant for 30 plus point games 11 straight of any players of older older than the age of 33. Um, up air in categories with MJ and obviously Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant. But according to Steve Kerr, even by Steph's own lofty standards, this is above and beyond Steph Curry had 49 points the other night. Uh, 10 threes. I think he had 11 threes in the game. Absolutely ridiculous up against his brother. I mind you, a 76ers team, uh, that's trying to stay up there at number one in the East, trying to bide for Joel Embiid for M- MVP candidacy. Uh, not looking good on that same night where Jokic has forty-seven points and a win in the Grizz in overtime, three and zero. Now are the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic, making it extremely tough to not give him the MVP. Uh, but Steph Curry, I think, is right in third. He officially is past Bradley Beal, overtaking him for this season's scoring leader. 31.4 points per game is Steph Curry, currently leading the NBA in scoring. He, as I mentioned, has 11 straight 30-point games, breaking Kobe Bryant's record for the longest streak by a player age 33 or older. Up there in the conversations with MJ, with Kobe Bryant, and I think what Steph Curry's doing right now Is absolutely ridiculous. As I mentioned, he's got six plus ten three games this season. No other player has five in their career. Four of his last five games. In his last eleven games, he's averaging forty points per game, fifty-four percent field goal shooting, fifty percent shooting from three, and he's made seventy-eight threes in eleven games. I saw this on Steph Curry, where last week threes made. Steph Curry made thirty-six. The Cleveland Cavaliers team made 35. The Denver Nuggets team made 34. The Washington Wizards team made 29. Steph Curry faces the Washington Wizards tonight. 12 games in the association. Big slate. The Detroit Pistons made 26. The New Orleans Pelicans made 25. I saw a very interesting stat last night. Mentioned Steph Curry in his last five games has four. 10 plus made three games. The Pelicans have fewer uh, 10-3 games in seven straight games. The entire team in seven straight games has not made 3s. Steph Curry in four of his last five has made ten threes. That's absolutely asinine stuff. Like, I, I don't even know what to say about this, man. He is on another level. And if they weren't where they were in the standings, no doubt in my mind this dude is the MVP of the league. With what he's doing right now. Uh, I think it's crazy where you got. Steph Curry most career games. With 5 plus made 3 pointers. He's got 252 of those. Next closest is James Harden with 164. Most career games with 8 plus made 3 pointers. Steph Curry has 57 of those. Next closest is Dame Lillard with 22. Most career games with 10 plus made 3 pointers. Steph Curry now has 21 of those. Next closest is five. Career games, 11-plus made three-pointers. Steph Curry has 11. Every other NBA player in NBA history has a combined 14. Uh, The stats are just absurd on this man, Steph Curry, who is legitimately taking the league by storm right now, balling out uh, the only unanimous NBA MVP in the history of the league, uh, really making a strong case for why he is the MVP of this league. On a consistent basis. Uh, incredible stuff. Did need to touch on my man Russ real quick. Who is playing Steph Curry tonight. Uh, over under on Steph scoring 40 points. I'm sure he's scoring 40. Uh, not looking good for the Wizards trying to climb back up. I think they can still win this game because it's Steph versus the Wizards. But we'll see. Russ has been carrying the squad with Bradley Beal. Uh, They're trying to make it to the play-in. Russell Westbrook is the first player in NBA history with multiple triple-doubles against all 30 franchises. As he copped another one against the Thunder this past week. Obviously, he resigned on the Thunder for a long period of time. I saw his halftime stat the other night. Been taking him a bunch in DraftKings. He had 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 7 points, 3 steals, 1 turnover at the half. This dude is so taken for granted. He's about to average a triple-double for his fourth year. I don't care that he doesn't have a ring. Put some respect on this man's name. He's nearly averaging 22 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists right now. I get the Wizards aren't even currently in the play and in the East, which I was certainly wrong about that as well. But they have a shot with 14 games or so left. Russell Westbrook is 9 games shy of passing Oscar Robinson all time in triple doubles in this league. 9 games. I believe they got 11 games left. I think he gets it done this season. Russell Westbrook is has a motor, has uh, it's just I just can't even describe how I feel about watching this man play basketball um at his age I also mind and just every single night now because before it was all he was load managing like you're seeing a lot of dudes in the NBA do right now and a lot of teams getting fined for but that's one thing I can appreciate right now about Russ and Joel Embiid they're playing every single night and they're giving it their all every single night that stuff matters to me a sports guy I certainly write about the Knicks though you got to give me credit on that I was trying to get Credit from Rich the other day, Big Knicks guy. I got a Knicks band oiler coming in. That's going to be fire. Uh, Linked up my dude Ken, Big Knicks fan, listens to the pod. Shout out my dude Ken. Knicks, bro, they're definitely making the playoffs, no doubt about it. Seven-game win streak, first time since March 2014. Julius Randle, clearly most improved player of this league. Tom Thibodeau, got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done to turn around this Knicks organization in just one season. I mind you, we're heading into this season, everybody talking about, oh man, we're going to have the same old Knicks still. And I'd be lying if I said, well, my take on it seemed kind of hot, but I turned out to be right about this one. The Knicks are legit. I think they got a shot to win a series in the playoffs, depending on their matchup, depending on where they're at, depending on how these last 15 or so games go in the association. But one thing for real about the Knicks is... Going forward, this could be a legitimate squad. We saw Brooklyn do this just this past year. Setting up a culture where they can bring in some guys to create what we're now calling a super team and have a chance at winning an NBA title. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets get that done this season, particularly with the news coming out of there yesterday and how things have been going for a Brooklyn Nets team that I'm on you is just 7-7 seven and seven away over their last 14 games of having their best season in franchise history. Can I see something like that for the Knicks? Even with all the late, great Knicks squads that I can go back and research and come in and go, oh, man, I don't know if we're ever going to get there. I think the Knicks are a player or two away in free agency with a lot of the pieces they have and maybe a trade Set up now by a great culture with Tibbs and Leon Rose. And I get James Dolan's still the owner, but they're winning basketball games. And they will be in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Something I was certainly right about. I certainly right about the Hawks as well. They continue to win. Clint Capella continues to perform at an unreal rate at his center position in this league. That is not talked about. Man's averaging nearly 20 rebounds a game. I've seen him getting 20 rebounds all day, every day. three blocks. Trey Young back healthy. Bob Donovich turning out to be a great offseason acquisition. Danielle Gardinari, season vet with a lot of young pieces around him. There have been guys out of this lineup. John Collins for a minute. DeAndre Hunter in and out of the lineup. Ever since Nate McMullen has taken over this squad, This has been exactly what I expected to see out of the Atlanta Hawks this season, and there's no doubt about it that they're going to be in a playoff position in the Eastern Conference, something I was certainly right about. We'll see how the back end of these play-in situations go, not only in the East, but in the West. Very interesting with the new setup, obviously, in the NBA, basically stretching it to the 10 seed with basically having a chance to make the playoffs, and obviously... I think providing the best four days of the NBA we've seen all year since Friday night, Friday over the weekend, Monday night, Steph Curry with his 49 points on Monday night, 107-96 over the Sixers. Jokic with 47 on Monday night. On Friday night was a Celtics-Warriors uh, matchup. And the weekend of basketball was legit. Seeing that type of competition without the playing tournament this late in the season for teams that realistically wouldn't have much to be playing for, I think definitely helps the sport. I think definitely helps the fans, obviously, being able to talk about it, sports guys like me. And pumped to see the Hawks up there in the Eastern Conference. Definitely was right about the Suns. I need to give a quick couple shout-outs here to Chris Paul, who did some phenomenal stuff over those past four days that I mentioned. Chris Paul, this past weekend, passed Magic Johnson for fifth all-time on the assist list. The game prior, he passed Maurice Cheeks for fifth all-time in total steals with 2,311, trailing only Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, Jason Kidd, and John Stockton. Chris Paul is extremely underrated in this league. Um, everywhere he goes, he wins. Like There's no doubt about it. The winning percentage where he was drafted the year before the New Orleans Orleans was 220, 463 with CP3. The year before joining the Clippers in Lob City, the Clippers had a win percentage of 390, 606 with CP3. He increased the Rockets win percentage, even with James Harden there, 671 up to 793. He had the Thunder who were tanking last year, the year prior, 578 in the Western Conference playoffs with a 611 win percentage. And he joined an inept Sun squad that hasn't done much, hasn't made the playoffs in I believe 10 years, last year having a 466, and they are currently with... I believe the second best record in the NBA. 720 win percentage. Second in the West. Behind the Jazz. And this man's fifth all-time in career assists. Passing Magic Johnson. Fifth all-time in career steals. Passing Maurice Cheeks. This dude's all-time point god. CP3. And... Talking Russ, talking Steph, talking CP3. These guys aren't going to be around forever. LeBron James reportedly weeks away from returning to the court. Anthony Davis maybe expected back this Thursday. A uh, lot of interesting stuff going on over these last few weeks in the NBA for sure. Definitely need to touch on my Nets take. Because I saw James Harden is now out indefinitely after missing nine of the last ten games. One game he played in was only four minutes. After experiencing a setback during an on-court rehab session on Monday with his hamstring. Kevin Durant, 23 games out, came back, fifth game back, thigh contusion. Now, I did mention after a win last night up against the Pelicans, which by the way, I was right about the Pelicans there. Zion, incredible. Uh, Was certainly wrong about Zion. Got his signature shoe coming out May 19th. Zion won. Looks pretty fired, thinking about copping that. But they ain't winning games, and they are not in the playing. The Nets certainly are. The Nets are 7-7 away from their best record in franchise history, with only seven games played with this big three, Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden. They have started 31 different starting lineups have the Brooklyn Nets. In 57 games, they have had 18 different starters. The continuity between whatever this team is going to be come playoff time, in my opinion, is just not going to be there. Not only on the offensive side of the ball, which my friends can sit here and tell me that they're going to be one of the most offensively powered teams we've ever seen. Maybe. But I think continuity, not only on that side, but defensive side of the ball is going to matter come playoff time when you're going up against teams in the Eastern Conference that aren't to be slept on. And I'm not even talking Sixers-Bucks. I'm talking Heat, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Victor Oladipo, if he can get healthy. I'm talking Hawks. I think they got a great chance to give the Nets a series with Clint Capella down low, Trey Young with what he's doing, and some of the talent surrounding Trey Young and Clint Capella, their two-headed monster there in Atlanta with Nate McMillan, defensive-minded coach, I mind you. This is not going to be easy for the Nets and them trying to bring back all these guys in the playoffs. I just don't see them being able to run through the East, make a Finals, And even come close to winning a finals, regardless of who that's up against in the West. Because I do think the teams in the West are better than the Nets. So we'll see. We'll see how my take shakes out on the Brooklyn Nets, James Harden, the rest of that situation in Brooklyn. But watch out for them Knicks, baby. They are legit. I did need to mention this because me and Chu were talking WNBA the other day, and we, we brought up uh, Brianna Stewart, in which I just so happened to see Brianna Stewart's resume. She had a, I don't know, she was doing something overseas. She's two-time WNBA All-Star. And just, she just won the EuroLeague title, that's what it was, and Final Four MVP just six months after winning a WNBA Finals MVP in another ring. She's 26 years old as Brianna Stewart. She's a four-time NCAA champion with UConn, two-time NBA champion, two-time NBA finals MVP. She also, as I mentioned, just competed overseas, and she's a one-time Olympic and two-time FIBA gold medalist. Ronna Stewart, WNBA, Check up on it, and it's legit. I saw... This interesting story: the most seemingly unbreakable sports records. You got John Ripken Jr. two thousand six hundred thirty-two consecutive games played. DiMaggio fifty-six game hit streak. Gretzky two thousand eight hundred fifty-seven career points. Jerry Rice twenty-two thousand eight hundred ninety-five career receiving yards. Wilt hundred point in a single game. Celtics eight straight championships. I saw Patrick Marlowe set to pass Gordy Hulls out. Gordy Howe's all-time NHL games played record this past week. What sports records that are seemingly untouchable can you see broken? Uh, none of those. I don't see any of those that I just read off. Brokeable. Shout out to Patrick Marlowe, who passed Gordy Howe's all-time NHL games played record. I think it was 1,784. If I'm going off the dome and what I saw, graphic memory. We'll see how that goes, Uh, but very interesting stuff when it comes to sports. I've mentioned the situation with the Miles Bridges dunk on the podcast, and I just need to clean up the fact that the man, the Hornets announcer, who is very electric with his calls on the mic, uh, some of the best calls of the season, has a name. His name is Eric Collins, and I needed to clean that up for the podcast. I did need to also clean up that Friday night game that I was talking about in the NBA between the Celtics and Warriors that I believe tipped off the best four days of the NBA we've seen all year. Jalen Brown is the first Celtics player to shoot in the shot clock era, 40 points on 85% shooting in a single game passing Larry Bird. Crazy. Also saw this week, crazy to think it's been a year since we witnessed the first two episodes of The Last Dance. Last Dance aired. Basically, a year ago today, had it up in my post on my Instagram page. On the podcast, always follow along on my Instagram at Seggy Station, where I just want people to take a time, the time to reflect on this entire year, not only in the sports world with everything that's gone on with it, the shutdown, um, sports in general taking place, but. Obviously, the global pandemic, unprecedented. Obviously, the election, politics, sports, everything that's gone on between sports media, social media. Um, It's been a wild year. There's been a lot of trials and tribulations, losses across the entire country. And sports have certainly been able to help plenty of people get through that. Uh, I don't think people should lose sight of that. Uh, Sports are important to many people, um, including myself, and I really enjoy covering a lot of the sports world, talking about some of the sports topics and getting in and doing that solo or with some buddies, whatever it is. It's been a lot of fun to do so. The Zion One Noah colorway, that's the one I'm going to cop. May 19th explains the colorway tribute to his younger brother i'm starting to leg like zion as a basketball player i'm thinking you're going to need more help if he's going to be the face of the league if the pels are going to be able to do anything with him as their corner piece uh because 12th or 11th in the standings is just not good when you have that type of player on your team Saw Jake Paul with a 3-0 celebrity fight record now after this past week knocking some dude out that didn't even look like he knew how to box. Uh, that's fine. I mean, get this man in an actual fight. I saw people but oh, well, this is bad for the sport, blah, blah, blah. Oh. It's like, dude, nah, man, the dude wants to fight. And if he's in position and winning and putting on good fights, let him fight. Someone legit and see how it turns out. I thought I saw that was going to happen this summer, so I'm looking forward to that, seeing if this dude's legit, seeing if it's all smoke and he's just beating up on dudes that don't even know what they're doing. Uh, Interesting. Got into a lot of smoke last week about the – or last pod. I'm sorry, about the Paige Becker's NCAA rule not being able to be eligible for the WNBA draft. Uh, But Jalen Suggs is eligible, obviously, on the men's side after just one year in – In my reads today, had that he declared for the 2021 draft this past week. Uh, Just need to confirm after our conversation, you can go listen to my take on it in last week's pod or last pod, whatever I'm saying. Uh, Jalen Slug averaged 14.4 points, 5.3 rebounds, 4.3 assists on 50% field goal shooting this season. For Gonzaga, we all know what they did. Uh, You know, incredible year. They didn't get it done in the national championship game, unfortunately. But the Zags were, I believe, 30-0 and uh, at the time. Obviously an incredible season and weren't able to get it done. I believe you're not going to remember as much about it because of that fact, but that's just my take. Paige Beckers averaged 19.8 points, 4.6 rebounds, 6.2 assists on 53 field goal percent shooting. I think that's all that needs to be said. Crazy. Crazy she can't go. Because of some bullshit rule in the NCAA. I just don't get that. NCAA certainly bothers me when it comes to sports. Get out of here with a few of these over under win totals coming out in the NFL. Chiefs at 12. I think that's interesting. I got them going over. Bucks at 11 and a half, I got them under. I got them winning 10 games. Ravens, 11. Interesting. With a lot of the talks around getting him some more weapons. Lamar Jackson and the GM of the Ravens coming out this past week and saying, we like what we have at wide receiver. Do you? You were last in every single category this past season. Kind of my things I hate about the draft. These dudes are just straight lying to our faces. Uh, I'd say... The Ravens do have a great chance to go over 11 wins, though. Uh, I got the Bills over 10 and a half. I got the Packers. (sighs) I think I'm gonna have to do this to the Packers after really being wrong last year. I think the Packers slide a little bit. I'll have them under 10 and a half. I'll have the Rams over 10 and a half, and the Niners over 10 and a half as well. That's gonna be an extremely tough division out there. I believe the toughest division in the NFL. The Colts at 10, I'm going to have under. The Browns at 9.5, I'm going to have over. The Cowboys at 9.5, I'm going to have under. And the Titans at 9.5, I'm going to have under as well. I think the Dolphins are over at 9. I think the Chargers are over at 9. And I believe the Pats are under that 9 win total. The Saints over the 9 win total. The Steelers under 8.5 for me. Vikings over 8.5. Cardinals over 8. Washington football team under 8. I got the Broncos, Panthers, and Raiders all getting over 7.5 wins this year. I got the Giants and Falcons over 7. I got the Bears right at 7. I think the Bears might be 7-10 and 10 this year. I got the Bengals over 6.5. The Eagles, very interesting stuff coming out of their camp with Jalen Hurts. I got the Eagles under 6.5. Sorry, Dukes. Jags. Six and a half. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer. I think they get six wins. Six and 11. I got them under. Jets, six and a half. A lot of talk. Zach Wilson. Can't beat Coastal Carolina. What's good with Robert Sala? (laughs) I'm sorry, Barry. I got the Jets under six and a half. I think the Lions can win more than five games. I'm not so sure the Texans win over four and a half games. I don't think they have Deshaun Watson. I think David Coley, terrible situation for a first-time head coach. Uh, Not great, what's going on down in Houston with not only the Rockets, but the Texans. Obviously, the Astros are a bunch of cheaters, and they're complaining about people throwing inflatable trash cans and booing them at the games. Crazy. Didn't touch on really any mlb today unfortunately had some other stuff to get into i know she'll be mad at me about that but the mlb is happening nhl pga tour nba nfl draft in eight days a lot of stuff going on in sports obviously the main topic of the day is guilty on all counts something i'm certainly relieved to see that's all i have for the airwaves today Appreciate all listening as always. And as always, start no shame what I had to say. Just a man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace stay safe out there. Enjoy them sports. You're listening to Seggy Station.